This is a Dynamike Network podcast. Welcome to the Senjo World Podcast, a weekly show that sees two anime characters face off in stat-based battles. And now hail to the Prince of Anime Battles, Zack Senjo. Welcome. And today I have with me a very special guest, our number four, the fourth moron to my group of video games, DJ Tom. Hey, what up? How y'all doing? And this week, we are bringing... Blackstar from Soul Eater, and Blackstar is an assassin, a shadow weapon meister, and the last survivor of the infamous Star Clan, taken in by the DWMA and raised by Sid Barrett. In the DWMA, his weapon partner is Subaki. He is one of the top students in the academy, as well as a former member of Spartoi, Spartoi, and that is Black Star. Like Black Star is outrageous. He's supposed to be an assassin, but he gets there and he will state that I am Black Star and I am here to kill all of you and kind of give away his stealth advantage. So he's not the uh, smartest uh, when it comes to being an assassin, but I mean, he's he's pretty dope. And who are you bringing, Tom? The person that I'm bringing to the fight is um, the one and only Eight Tails Killer B, who is a ninja from the Lightning Village. He is the most recent Jinjuriki of the Eight Tails, though unlike his uh, predecessors, he was able to befriend it and hone his power for his village's benefit. Uh, despite being responsible for the village's uh, protection B aspires to be the world's greatest rapper and yeah so yeah killer B is quite badass but he's also pretty ridiculous so other than both of these characters being essentially ninjas uh, both of them are quite outrageous in their own right from both of their own perspectives so killer B is a half octopus half bull you know monster Jinjuriki and he can rap or I don't know I, I guess he can rap <laughs> what would you say about his his rapping skills there Tom he has the best mixtape in the ninja world he's because he's got the only mixtape in the ninja world but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so so before we get into the characters backgrounds and powers and abilities I'm going to ask Tom a couple questions, like I do with all my guests. So, Tom, what is your two most favorite animes, like of all time? Of all time? Mm. Well, we always gotta go with the go Dragon Ball Z and Yu-Gi-Oh. Dragon Ball and Yu-Gi-Oh. First one and Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, no, Yu-Gi-Oh. First one, Dragon Ball Z, then. Comes in second. Okay, so Yu-Gi-Oh and Dragon Ball Z. Wow. Yu-Gi-Oh started okay. it for me. 
Okay, that's fair. That's very fair, right? A lot of like starter animes, Inuyasha, Pokemon, Digimon, Gundam Wing, right? All of those starter animes, Beyblade, all of that starter anime. So that kind of that makes sense. But so Dragon Ball is one of your favorite animes. Yeah. You have Dragon Ball above Naruto, One Piece, all the other animes of all time. Now ever. you say my first two. Now Naruto made it to my actually. I would put it at three or four. It depends on. Nope, it's at three. Then One Piece. Okay. Okay. Yes. I. Uh, the crew is very disrespectful to my my guys in the in the Bleach universe, right? I am essentially like the main Bleach and Naruto fan out of our little friend group. Like, y'all are just Dragon Ball fans. Like, none of y'all can read. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. So you know, <laughs> you got me the like higher intellect hanging out with all these like. You know, illiterate Dragon Ball fans. So, it, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> but I guess that's why we all get. I guess that's why we all get along. Because I, I do. I am a Dragon Ball fan myself, and I have trouble reading sometimes. So, you know, it is what it is. So, if you had a friend who came up and they just started watching anime, what would be a show that you would suggest to them? Like, let's say they watch a Dragon Ball, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I really liked Dragon Ball." What 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 else would you suggest to them, right? Because you wouldn't you wouldn't suggest them Yu-Gi-Oh because Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of boring for the person who's not expecting like a Yu-Gi-Oh type yeah. of thing, right? Like a card game essentially. So, what would be another kind of、uh, starter anime that you would suggest, to like that they wouldn't have seen? So, like not like Pokemon or Digimon, any of those actual starters. Like, let's say the, it's the upgrade from the start. Right, like, what would you、um, tell them to watch next? Yu Yu Hakusho, I, and I, I say that because,、uh, you know, with Dragon Ball, they focus mainly on like hand-to-hand combat and actually less on like shooting, key blast, and all that at each other. Like, they actually focus on the、uh, martial arts. In Yu Yu Hakusho, in Yu Yu Hakusho, if you're if you want to see hands being thrown and Not so many,、uh, like how how did one guy say it? Pew pews everywhere. Then I would suggest watching Yu Yu Hakusho. I mean that's fair, but you do realize in final like Yusuke's final battle, that's all he does is pew pew pew. Like literally, he had no choice against Togoro. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't against Togoro, man. I'm talking about when he went to fight、oh, no, the、oh. Demon King. Oh yeah. All he did,、um, actually, yeah, exactly. He fought Tagoro and he just shot balls at him. So it's a lot of pew pew pew, like more so than Dragon Ball, right? Just saying. But yeah, no, I love Yu Yu Hakusho. I mean, I have Yusuke tatted on my arm. So, yeah, you mentioned that、um, Yu Gi Oh was like your intro to anime. Like, so, like, what, like, how did did you find anime? Like, what, like, how did you come across Yu Gi Oh? Um, it was one Saturday morning. Like, just turned on. I think it was either it was either Cartoon Network or it was a、uh, WB for、uh, kids or something like that. Started watching a、uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, and I was like, huh. And then later, 
on uh, that Saturday. That's when I start seeing Inuyasha, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, I think even Astro came on at some point. Like Astro Boy, like a bunch of like different anime start popping up and Tsunami. Yeah. Tsunami Hour. Yeah. No, Tsunami put me on. Those are good times. You know, you put a lot of Americans on uh, anime, which, you know, you got to give them props for that, right? Because you had, like, samurai troopers, everything, you know? They had data everything. Even, like, because we didn't have Cartoon Network here in Canada. Like, we had different, like, you know, network things, right? So our channel was, like, YTV, and like, they had, like, a late show. And then that's where we saw, like, Inuyasha and that kind of stuff, right? Um, right. But also, like, Christmas time, that was another place that... That's where we mainly got a lot of like the Gundam Wing movie and, and more Inuyasha and more anime played around like Christmas and New Year's for some reason when, when we were young, right? So I, I, I totally, I, I totally, totally get it. What's something that like, what, what, what about anime draws you in that, you know, uh, you know, what attracts you to anime? Like why, why do you enjoy anime? Right, because realistically, our whole friend group is essentially based off of an anime video game that's just you know continued for nearly ten years now. You know what I mean? So, like, what what is it about anime that really just got you to stick with it? Well, for one, the fight, but also like the messages that they uh, give you. Like, uh, for instance, on Naruto, Rock Lee, for example, he was not uh, gifted like the rest of the uh, ninja and uh, ninjutsu. So to make up for that, he uh, worked harder in taijutsu. He, uh, what's his name? He even learned how to use the eight inner gates. And still to this day, everyone in their mama talks about uh, What's his name? Him versus guards fight. Over everybody besides Naruto Sasuke, of course. They still talk about Rock Lee going eight inner gates on guard. I mean, they do, but I mean, does he? He doesn't go eight gates though. Well, he uses a few, not all of them, but you know that that moment like right there, five, like yeah. gate five, right? No, you need all eight gates, and that's when Guy fights Madara, which is a, a thousand times better fight, and it definitely is more talked about than that. But, I know what you mean, from the actual Naruto show in its own, that is one of the popular things that did happen, right? You drop the weights, and you just started fucking gar up, right? Yeah, like, like, uh, when I was a kid, when I saw that, I was like, that's motivational. That's actually what motivated me to start working out. Because at okay. first, I was a scrawny kid. Rock Lee okay. helped uh, motivate me to actually continuously working out to where I got bigger over the years and y'all saw that on my Instagram like how to have well yeah exactly but but see here's the weird thing right like you would think that you know little skinny kid uh, rock Lee would have inspired you to do like karate kung fu some sort of you know martial arts instead of you know trying to put on like muscle because even to this day you know, adult Rock Lee is still a little skinny guy. That is also true. But what I didn't tell you guys was I also did take up karate too. This is why I made ah. it to high school. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really know uh, what else, you know, to ask you. So I guess we can wrap up our little interview portion. 
right? But uh, before we before we do, um, Tom is again, like I said, he's he's a good buddy. We've been friends now for about a decade almost, and yeah, we all met through um, playing Dragon Ball Xenoverse, the first one, right? You, me, Paris, um, and Ice, right? Paris and Ice, who you've also heard on the show before, which they will be making more appearances in this season. Um, yeah, like we all became friends because of this random Dragon Ball game. You know what I mean? And it's been just, you know, going on ever since. We more so play WWE now, but that's because we get to make cool ass characters and beat the crap out of each other, right? So, <laughs> right? But yeah, so I guess with. With that out of the way, let's jump into our characters, backgrounds, and abilities. Step into the dojo with me as we discuss each of these incredible fighters' stories, capabilities, and equipment. So, Tom, with you being the guest, I'm going to let you go first and tell the audience about Killer B. Okay, guys, had some issues with the audio, so I'm just going to give you the quick background on killer B. So at a young age, he, along with several other children, were gathered by the third Raikage in Dodai in order to select a tag partner for his son, A. Out of all the children gathered, he was the only person able to successfully perform the lightning release Double Lariat with A. As such, he was given the name B, and A stated that they would be brothers from that day on. Since the age of five, B has been best friends with Moitoi, who he is always greeted with a fist bump. After A's cousin, the Jinjuriki of Giyuki, lost control and killed Moitoi's father, along with seven other ninjas on that day, B was chosen as its next Jinjuriki. Soon afterwards, B suffered from similar prejudice against Jinjurikis, not too different from that the villagers of Konohagaru and Tsunagakere had against Naruto and Gara, respectively. However, he kept smiling and pushed himself to be the best Jinjuriki that he could be, so that his brother wouldn't be hurt politically as the fourth Raikage. After his father's death, Moitoi tried to kill B, believing that B's death would also kill Giyuki and avenge his late father. But B disarmed him easily and held no ill will against Moitoi. Moitoi, however, was ashamed of his actions and did not speak to B for over 30 years because of it. B would later train with his brother on an island in the Land of Lightning where he would find the Falls of Truth. There he learned how to control Giyuki in an, amazing, in an amazingly short period of time. Sometime after his training, B, alongside A and other Kumo Shinobi, confronted Minato and, a small, and his small squad. When Minato moved to counter A's attack, B used a tentacle to push A out of the way, causing shock to the Konoha Shinobi that he was Iyuki's Jinjuriki. The two from this encounter, Minato, would come to have much respect for B and his abilities. Minato even stated that B acted as a true Shinobi killer 
thus giving him the title of killer. Sometime since then, much like Naruto, B has become beloved in Como as the village's hero, or as Moitoi calls him, the hero of heroes. When A became the Raikage, he forbade B from fully transforming into the Eight Tails and restricted him from leaving the village, saying instead that he would become the guardian of the village and attack from within its walls to protect him from meeting the same fate as his adopted father. Sometime later, when B learned from pestering Daru that Konoha and Suna were hosting together an impromptu tuning exam. B saw this as an opportunity to give a show. A, however, anticipated his younger brother's actions and had Daru and C stop him. B's first appearance is while leaving the Valley of the Clouds and Lightning after training, B was confronted by Taka. He was immediately attacked by Sugetsu whose sword B took and used to overpower Jugo. Sasuke then stepped in and used his own sword to take back Sugetsu's. Impressed, B brought out his seven swords and attacked Sasuke. His unorthodox fighting style prevented Sasuke from tracking his movements with his Sharingan. Sasuke tried to gain the upper hand by channeling lightning through his sword, but B did the same with one of his swords, removing the advantage, and plunged the other six into Sasuke's torso, dealing him a critical wound. Before he could finish off Sasuke, Sugetsu and Jugo came to his defense, while Karen retreated with Sasuke and healed him. B was able to damage Sugetsu's sword, but Taka was also able to force him back. Sasuke was healed by Karen, and the fight continued. B became bored with the fight and tried to leave, but was trapped by Karen. I guess I should mention that Giyuki is the name of the tailed beast that lives inside of B, and Taka is the name of Sasuke's group along with Sugetsu, Jugo, and Karen. So with escape, not an option. B entered his version 1 form and attacked Taka. Taka was able to elude him, and Sasuke caught him in a genjutsu, which Giyuki helped B break out of, allowing B to hit the unaware Sasuke with a lightning release lariat, blasting a hole in Sasuke's chest, again mortally wounding him. Deciding to finish things off, B fully transformed into his tail beast. When he fired a Tail Beast Ball, which Sugetsu was able to protect the rest of Taka from by using himself as a shield, Sasuke was healed by Jugo, and then he used Amaterasu on B. Now B rampaged in pain and almost crushed Karin with one of his tentacles. Sasuke severed the tentacle and B used the opportunity to escape and fake his capture by substituting with the severed tentacle and leaving behind a decoy. Taka were unaware of this and delivered B to the Akatsuki, while the real B left the village to go on vacation. While later trying to extract Giyuki from this B's body, the Akatsuki discovered that this was a fake. At the end of the series, despite having suffered the extraction of his tailed beast, 
He was later shown to have survived by using the chakra of Giyuki's previously severed tail, later with Madara having succeeded in obtaining the Rinnegan powers of both his eyes and becoming the ten-tailed Shinjuriki. The revived Uchiha finally cast the infinite Tsukuyomi, shocking In the anime, Killer B dreamed of a world where all the Jinjuriki were either wanted fugitives or confined to their villages, if not imprisoned. And their respective tailed beasts were manifested as chibi familiars of themselves, but their respective power was diminished. Following a personal mission, B teamed up with Yukito to first save Gara from Tsunagakure. Upon making Gara agree to help, they then saved and recruited Naruto from Konohagaru. Upon reaching Takegakure to save Fu, they were intercepted by Itachi, Sasori, and Deirara. After Fu arrives to help and Itachi suddenly decides to defect from the Akatsuki, the remaining enemies retreat. Fu then agrees to join the other Jinjuriki. B then explains that the Ten Tails was partially resurrected by the Akatsuki and stole most of the Jinjuriki's power, planning to use the creature to attack a princess. With Yagura still missing, the newly formed team splits up with B paired up with Han. The duo managed to find Yagura in time to complete their team and fight off the Akatsuki, destroying the demonic statue. Ultimately, he and the rest of the world were freed from the Genjutsu by Naruto and Sasuke after they ended the war. Ultimately, Giyuki decided to return to B, where the tail beast was later resealed into B. In the anime, having arrived in Konoha on the day Kakashi became Hokage, B and the Raikage's entourage met with Naruto, leading to him bumping fists with the battered Naruto. Thirteen years after the moon collision event, B complained about how bored he was and considered going to see how Naruto was doing, only for Giyuki to note that Naruto was probably busy, unlike B. Approached by members of the Otsutsuki clan in their search for Kaguya's shattered chakra, they attacked B prompting him to transform into Giyuki. During the fight, he was immobilized and attacked Momoshinki and Kinshinki with a tailed beast ball, which Momoshinki absorbed and redirected back at him after amplifying its strength. Unable to dodge, B was engulfed in the blast during which he made an octopus leg clone. Upon the clone being captured by the clansmen, it fooled them into thinking it was the real B, leading to its chakra being extracted and converted into a few pills before they continued their search. The ordeal left Giyuki unable to contact the other tailed bee. Afterwards, bee returned to Kumu Gakure. And that is his backstory. Alright, and Killer Bee will be coming into the battle with his seven swords, notebook and pencil, and Sanehara. Uh, his powers and abilities are superhuman physical characteristics, chakra manipulations, acrobatics, multiple cells while in Jaturiki form, telepathy, so he can communicate with uh, other 
Biju, I mean Jajerky, basically. Fire manipulation, water manipulation, vibration manipulation. Uh, he's an expert swordsman and also chakra absorption with Samehada. Uh, sealing with ink, status effect, inducement, transformations, uh, statistics, amplification, surface scaling and water, walking, minor illusion, creation and duplication, shape shifting, paralysis inducement. Uh, Genjutsu nullification, regeneration, resistance to paralysis inducement, body puppetry, and uh, possession. Um, energy projection, air manipulation, and that is Killer B's background, powers, and abilities. Alright, so yeah, B can do a lot of shit as all the ninjas from Naruto can do. I mean, I think the only ninja that can't, you know, do so many things is Rock Lee. <laughs> Realistic. But yeah, no, I like B. He's odd. He raps in the middle of his uh, fight. So, uh, yeah, it's a little weird, but, um, you know, it is what it is, I guess. It's a distraction tactic <laughs> You know, he trying to spread the word of his uh, musical talent. Okay, you say so. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Sasuke was really paying attention, like, to him rapping when uh, he was getting folded up. I mean, it was so, <laughs> it was so good that Sasuke couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he beat Sasuke's ass. He beat Sasuke's ass, no question. Like, you, you, you felt bad. For Sasuke is how bad Killer B was beating his ass. Like Killer B basically killed him twice, and like if it wasn't for Cotting, like he would have been just dead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, B fucked him up. Yeah, B is uh, B is pretty badass. I mean, yeah, he wouldn't have made it to Boruto. No, right? And I mean, he did get fucking washed in, in Boruto. Sasuke has probably one of my favorite fights in Boruto. So you know, we all know Sasuke. Be, but it is what it is. Right? At least you know, be whooped his ass. You know, pre. I, I'm pretty sure it was pre Mangyako Sharingan, right? So I mean, Sasuke was pretty weak at that point. But it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like the fair. I like the. <laughs> and yeah, no, I mean, he's still a Jinjuriki, which is, is, is quite tough. So, B is gonna be going up against a, another kind of, like, obnoxious, loud character. I wouldn't say B is really obnoxious anymore, but he is kind of obnoxious, though. But, like, he raps instead of being loud. But, the character B will be going up against is Blackstar from the Soul Eater franchise. Born as the son of White Star and the Star Clan, the infant known as Black Star became the last known survivor of his clan after they were wiped out by Death Weaponmeister Academy due to their ruthlessness and unwillingness to follow the rules. As a baby, Black Star was taken in the Academy by a young Sid Barrett. Coincidentally, on the same day Maka Albarn was born. Later in his life, on the day of the DWMA entrance ceremony. He stood on top of the DWMA and declared, 
his greatness to the new students below. At first, it seemed as if everyone ignored him and left, but then Blackstar found Tsubaki applauding. Impressed that someone had noticed his greatness for the first time, the two introduced each other, and after finding out that Tsubaki was a demon weapon, they became partners. Blackstar first appears with Tsubaki on a mission to take down Al Capone and his men. Although she reminds him of the way of assassination, he ends up giving himself away by making a big entrance right in the middle of the villain's banquet. Using her in weapon form, like a microphone, much to her chagrin, Al Capone's men do not hesitate to attack them, and, and the two are forced to retreat using Tsubaki's smoke bomb mode. Tsubaki is saddened by their failure, saying they had not been able to acquire a single soul as of yet, but Blackstar remains ecstatic, claiming that he was as big as usual and made a great stage performance. Pause, what are you talking about, Blackstar? The two contact Shinigami, and she tells him of their failed mission. He wonders on why they are failing so much, even when they are quite skilled. Blackstar interrupts and promises to turn Tsubaki into a death site, and offers him his autograph as a current substitute, which earns him a chop to the head from the Shinigami. Shinigami then tells them that although he would like to watch them all the time, things have become problematic recently because Al Capone and his men have begun to go after a witch's soul of the witch Angela Leon. He also tells them that she has an incredibly strong bodyguard called Mifune and that his soul is more powerful than the average human. His soul alone will count as 99 souls. Realizing that Mifune's soul and Angela's witch soul would immediately turn Tsubaki into a death site, Blackstar eagerly dashes off to face him, with her following behind. Not waiting to listen to the rest of what Shinigami has to say about the witch. Tsubaki, however, stops Blackstar and tells him that in their current state, it would be impossible to defeat Mifune and Angela. They would need to go through this mission properly. Angered by her criticism, Blackstar attempts to prove to her that he can easily follow the way of assassination by sneaking up on Tsubaki while she is bathing at a waterfall. He manages to do it at first, but then ends up screaming when he sees her naked body, which causes an angry Tsubaki to throw a shuriken at him. Man, it's a little peeping Tom. He's like you, Tom. He <laughs> <laughs> got <laughs> yeah, caught. Busted. He's got that dry energy. Uh, <laughs> as the two make their way to Magic Castle Cinder, where Angela and Mifune reside, Ubaki asks Blackstar if he has a plan. He confidently replies that the first thing he will do is make a big entrance, much to her despair. However, Blackstar then swears to Tsubaki that he will make her into a death site, and she smiles and says she knows he will. However, as they reach the castle, they see Al Capone's men killed and they are attacked by Mifune. He asks them if they are after Angela. Blackstar introduces himself to Mifune 
and declares a duel with as he thinks he is quite strong. Mifune gives the two a chance to leave, but Blackstar orders Tsubaki to change into chainsife mode. Noticing that he is a person from the DWMA, Mifune prepares to attack. Engaging in his infinite one-sword style, Mifune quickly proves to be more than a match for Blackstar, as the Meister struggles against his swordsmanship. He says so to him that his weapon is the only thing protecting him, and that no matter how potent a weapon is, if its Meister is not competent, it will be useless. He gives one last chance for Blackstar to leave, saying that he does not like to kill a child. However, Blackstar, angered at Mifun for calling him a child, proceeds to attack Mifun by throwing Tsubaki at him in shuriken mode, followed by a smoke bomb mode, and then attempts to cut Mifun under the cover of smoke by grabbing one of his katanas. However, his loud voice gives him away. Mifune strikes him down. Tsubaki watches on, horrified, thinking Blackstar is dead. However, the Meister gets up and yells at Mifune for hitting him, hitting him with the back of his blade, saying that only he can do those kind of moves. Mifune instead says he feels sorry for her as she has to put up with him. He calls Blackstar a small kid. However, she defends Blackstar, saying that he can succeed if he tries. Despite being a bit of an idiot, Blackstar, now furious at Mifune, accuses him for trying to stand out more than him and declares that he, that the main role, will always be himself. Deciding to take the fight seriously, he successfully follows the way of assassination. By covering himself in Tsubaki's smoke bomb mode, he uses Tsubaki's dummy star mode to distract Mifune before taking down Mifune with one hit using a certain kill, Black Star Big Wave. As Mifune is defeated, Black Star states that it is obvious he lost to someone as great as He proceeds to interrogate <laughs> Mifune on the whereabouts of Angela. Mifune refuses to say anything and Blackstar is about to lose his patience when Angela herself arrives and begs the two to spare Mifune. Blackstar is startled as Angela is only a small child and that Mifune is defending her until she can fend for herself. Mifune tells Blackstar that he can take his soul but he would fight to the death for Angela. In the end, Blackstar does not kill the two repeating Mifune's words as he leaves, that he would not like to kill a child. Back at the DWMA, Blackstar gives, an, gives all of Al Capone and his men's souls to Shinigami, who asks him why he's not taking them when the going is good. Blackstar declares that someone as great as him has no need to take credit for someone else's work. He asks for Tsubaki's opinion and she happily agrees. Later, however, Blackstar is back to his old tricks again, peeping on Tsubaki in the school bath, which earns him a shuriken throw into his head. Bro, this man is on Jiraiya time. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> when Tsubaki hears news of her brother, Masamune, from the Shinigami, she takes on the mission to kill him. As Masamune, known as the Uncanny Sword, has turned evil and gone down the path, Henshin. The pair go to the village of Needles located in East Asia. Enthusiastic as always, Blackstar ends up accusing every single person he meets as Masamune. However, when a young boy called 
Ryoku notices a Black Star's star-shaped tattoo on his shoulder. Oh shit, Black Star's a... Black Star is a fucking... Black Star is a Joe Star, bro. He's got the matching tattoo. What the fuck? I just realized that. Yo, my boy is a ghost. Hey, let's go. <laughs> he realizes that he is a member of the Star Clan and the Joe Star Clan and angrily tells him to leave, throwing a coin at him, saying that the Star Clan will do anything for money. As the other villagers notice a Black Star's heritage, the two are forced to leave and scout for Masamune from the treetops on the outskirts of the village. It starts to rain and Black Star begins to envy Maka and her soul perception ability since he is forced to rely on his five senses, which are dulled by the rain. Black Star, noticing that Tsubaki is worried and puzzled over the villagers' reaction, finally decides to explain to her about his history. Family were members of the Star Clan, a group of killers who would do anything for money. The village of Needles had been had been a victim of their bloodthirsty rampages. When Tsubaki asks what happened to them, Blackstar replies that they were all killed by the DWMA 13 years ago, and he, who had still been an infant at the time, was taken in, was taken into the DWMA. Tsubaki asks if he holds any grudges against the DWMA, but Blackstar says no, and that his father and mother paid for their crimes, and that is that. Tsubaki expresses her sadness on how Blackstar is accused of all things the clan did when he had not done anything. However, Blackstar replies happily that he stood out a lot back in the village. He wants to smoke. Right? Suddenly, they feel the presence of Masamune and return to the village. They see Ryoku again, now possessed by the uncanny sword. Tsubaki and Blackstar prepare to fight. Tsubaki tells him that the uncanny sword possesses people and uses them to wield him in, in weapon form before devouring their souls afterward. If Blackstar is able to send his wavelength into the host, Masamune will be forced to let go. Blackstar soon realizes how dangerous Masamune is as he is able to manipulate his host's shadow as well, turning it into a deadly weapon. Blackstar ends up getting wounded several times and Tsubaki accuses herself for using Blackstar, getting him involved in her own family affairs. Blackstar replies that as they are partners, Tsubaki can rely on him as much as she wants. He tries to use Speed Star, but ends up sliding on the wet surface of the ground caused by the rain, causing him to hit his crotch as he slides into a statue. Frustrated, he decides to take the battle into the air, preventing Masamune from using his shadow attacks. He then uses Shield Star to trap Ryoku before using his certain kill, Black Star Big Wave. Masamune lets go of Ryoku and Tsubaki goes on and ventures inside the uncanny so sword's soul to do battle with him. In the physical world, she remains unconscious, so Black Star waits for her to come back. The rest of the village thinks that Black Star has hurt Ryoku and begun beating him with sticks. However, Black Star simply ignores them 
and he reminisces on how he had first met Tsubaki. When everyone had ignored his stage performance, Tsubaki had been the only one who watched him right to the end. He declares that it is her stage performance now and swears that he will wait until the very end. When one of the villagers tries to hit her, he stops him and threatens to kill him. But soon, he is startled to see that Tsubaki's body is being sucked into the sword. He desperately calls for an encore to bring her back and the sword eventually transforms back into Tsubaki, who apologizes for keeping him waiting. Blackstar asks her if she is alright and she replies that she is. However, sensing her sadness, Blackstar offers her a hug, causing her to break down into tears. And accepts his offer. However, the villagers still begin to hit Blackstar. Losing his temper, he kicks one of the villagers sky high before running off with Tsubaki, saying that he has no interest for people living in the past and that he always carries on forward. Back at the DWMA, Blackstar asks Tsubaki if Tsubaki will still be his partner even after defeating Masamune. Tsubaki replies happily with a yes. Glad the two are congratulated by Shinigami, Dean, Maka, Soul, and Kid and Death the Kid. Liz, Patty in the death room. Later, Black Star declares that Tsubaki has acquired Masamune's uncanny sword form. He tries wielding it, but ends up passing out as the sword is too strong for him to wield. Dean gives Blackstar a jar filled with soul absorption liquid, which the incentive that if Blackstar can stick his entire hand in it, he will be able to use the uncanny sword without fainting. Blackstar eagerly tries to use it but ends up passing out as he tries to stick his hand in first time without taking it slow. He is later at a party at Maka in Soul's flat celebrating Soul leaving the dispensary and Blackstar and Tsubaki acquiring their first soul. Blackstar's rather tactless comment on Maki's cooking angers her, but, but then she suddenly runs off after sensing two witch souls in Death City. So at the end of the series, Blackstar fiercely attacks the Kinshin as, as soon as he appears, and was immediately struck with a blow which looked almost fatal, only to be revealed as an illusion as Maka placed her hand on his shoulder, transmitting her anti-demon wavelength. After he recovered from the shock, he proceeds to fight Asura and ends up with Vajra caught in his mouth. Although he spat the laser right back, making Asura give him the title of Bushin. As the battle wore on, he expressed great shock as Maka gets impaled by Asura's arm. Thankfully, the black blood saved her life, and as Kinshin latched out at Maka, stabbing her shoulder with Vajra, Blackstar jumps in and kicks him away. He injured his left arm as Asura slammed into him on the surface of the moon. As Maka activates, Kinshin Hunter, Blackstar, and Kid proceed to pin Ashura down to give Maka an opening. In the aftermath of the battle on the moon, Death the Kid realizes that his ascension as a Shinigami entails when it comes to 
negotiating peace, the witches, and the fate of his father. As life in Death City changes upon the defeat of the Kinshin, Maka, Sol, and their friends face a new world. It is an unpredictable future, but that's what makes it so exciting. And that is Black Star's background. Now, his powers and abilities are he has superhuman physical characteristics, he has weapon mastery, he has electricity manipulation, key manipulation, explosive manipulation, soul manipulation, darkness manipulation, shape shifting, statistic amplification, possession, resistance to soul manipulation, mind manipulation, and possession. He has cloth manipulation. He has duplication, after image creation, non-physical interactions, and light. And he will be coming in with his demon shadow weapon, Tsubaki, and she has her shuriken mode, her chain scythe mode, her smoke bomb mode, her ninja sword mode, which is like a short sword, and the uncanny sword. So, that is Blackstar's background and powers and abilities. So, what do you think of Blackstar? Like, do you, uh, like, are you familiar with Soul Eater series? Like, I, I watched a little bit of Soul Eater. I don't think I got a chance to see Blackstar in action like that. Yeah, Blackstar, he's, he's, he's pretty yeah. badass, but he is also very obnoxious at the same time. You know what I mean? So, but I do, I do really, he is pretty, he's pretty dope. So, with that out of the way, let's jump into the speculation. Prepare for the battle speculation. The battle speculation is just something fun we can do to imagine how one of the battles of the thousand would play out. Because it is kind of boring to just be told who wins and who loses and why. So instead, we spice it up a little bit with our own version of how one of those fights might play out. This, of course, means nothing towards the overall result. But, again, this is much more fun than just telling you how it ends. All right, so with that out of the way, these characters are about 20 meters apart. Uh, who do you think would go first? I would think Blackstar would go first. I agree with that 100%. Because Killer B would probably... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Killer B would just kind of be like sitting there writing in his notebook or something like that, right? And uh, Blackstar have his like quick little model yeah. off. I am him. Let us do this and charge in. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Blackstar would go first. So with that being said, I'm gonna say Blackstar starts this fight out by turning Subaki into a shuriken and just kind of hucking it at uh, Killer B. I would see uh, Killer B like dodging, like jumping to the side and just like let. I would say if they're like fighting in the forest, like big open forest, he would land in one of the trees and just uh, say something like he's rapping. Like just because you have blue hair doesn't fool the beat, killer bee, you fool. Okay. <laughs> you know killer bee would say something like that. I think he'll give you one more chance to try to hit him and then after that he's gonna make a move. Okay. Alright, so Killer B lands in the tr like in a tree randomly. 
Alright, so this would kind of like annoy Blackstar, like, what the hell? Why is this guy not trying to like fight this? Like, let's do this, right? So <laughs> he then changes to his chain scythe, right? And he kind of just like throws the scythe and he wraps like and ends up like actually like wrapping up speed and then he just kind of picks him up and like just kind of like pulls him towards him but like pulls past him and like just slams him into like a rock face like a giant rock so it just like smashes him into the rock after the smoke clears you see that it's an ink splatter and right behind uh black star is B pulling out, I mean, swinging his uh, sword towards his head. Alright, so B swings a sword at at Blackstar, and Blackstar is definitely like no slouch when it comes to swordplay. So he quickly transforms uh, Subaki into her uh, like ninja sword mode, right? And basically just gets like a speed boost. So he kind of just backflip dodges away and then just kind of dashes in and just kind of like repeatedly from multiple angles just come in and just like slash Killer B like, you know, five times at super speed. As Black uh, as Blackstar dashes at B, B pulls out another one of his seven uh, blades to block his dashing strikes and uh, backs up further away. B then rushes in with a uh, lightning lariat. Yeah, so basically as he's dashing at B and B pulls out uh, another one of his seven swords to like block the dash attack on the last one, he basically pushes him off to make space and then dashes at him with a light. Yeah, I'll definitely say that that Lariat will hit Blackstar, right? And just, you know, that typical anime, like, Blackstar does, like, a couple flips and then hits the ground, right? And so, you know, this would kind of annoy Blackstar. He would be like, you motherfucker, right? So he would turn Tsubaki into his, her smoke bomb form, and he would chuck the smoke bomb on the ground, creating this kind of, you know, smoke screen. And then he would transform his sword, um, he transformed Tsubaki back into the Ninja Blade mode, and he would then just start striking B from the shadows, just slicing him up, and B is just getting covered in all these cuts. And B is just, er, and Blackstar is just constantly just slashing at him. Okay, B. Let's see, after B being cut, he will pull out all seven of his swords and get into his stance. And basically turn himself into a uh, lightning tornado. Okay, so he's just within the smoke. Spinning. He's just spinning blades and lightning. <laughs> Spinning with blades and like okay, and he's also <laughs> removing the screen. I got you. Wow. Also parrying the oncoming attack. That's a good move. I like that. Okay, so you clear out the smoke 
and now you're kind of like spinning around like a top, if anything, like a multi-bladed top, which is, this is how I'm picturing it. Imagine he's doing like a head spin almost, but like with all the, like, you know, swords all sticking out. So, I guess he's, he's able to spin fast enough to remove the smoke, I'll, I'll give you that. And, <laughs> and, okay, so, now, Blackstar is like, okay, what is this guy's deal? So, he kind of jumps up, like, so he's like above, like, you know, above B, and he just kind of comes down with like this soul wave punch. So it's like almost like he puts a whole bunch of energy into this strike, and he just strikes down and just punches Killer B right in the dick because, you know, he's doing a head spin, right? So his crotch is up in the air. And. <laughs> Yeah, right? So, Blackstar just comes down and just fucking punches uh, B right in the balls, just slamming him into the ground, and then backflips away. And as soon as that happens, <laughs> and, and as soon as he makes that punch connect, all you see is a bunch of splatter of ink everywhere. Another fucking and ink killer B on the side just looking like, that could have been me. He's on the side, just holding his nuts, like, oh my god. <laughs> and the, and B realizes Blackstar is serious, so he goes into his first uh, form of uh, A-Tail. Jinjuriki cloak. And uh, charges forward at uh, Blackstar going for a flash. Uh, well, one of his seven blades. So, B is now cloaked up, right? And, tr and like, charging at Blackstar. Now, Blackstar can see this, like, red chakra energy. I'm, I'm assuming so, because I've never heard the author come out and say, you know, that, that you know, Biju uh, chakra cloaks are not visible to normal people, right? Unlike uh, Demon Slayer, yeah. right? Um, Star sees this stuff and he's like, what the hell? He ends up, you know, doing some more backflips and he just starts like repeatedly like throwing Tsubaki like little like shurikens, just hucking a whole bunch of shurikens. Tsubaki is in like half transformed stage and she is basically like her body, her, her top half of her body is like sticking out of the weapon and she is also just like throwing shuriken so you got like two people just hucking a whole bunch of shuriken at b but i also jumped like jumped right. over your your charge and started throwing them sorry so yeah so you charge in i jump over and start like just pelting you with a whole bunch of shuriken two people worth hmm. okay. <laughs> okay uh B then basically uses not only the one of the seven swords that's in his hand, he uh, actually I got a better idea. He uses Tamehada to uh, smack uh, the shuriken being thrown at him and then charges towards uh, what's his name? Blackstar and, and basically he uh, yeah, he tried. He swings and hits Tabaku. It's Tsubaki uh, is a female. 
So, so what happens to Tsubaki after she gets hit? Do you knock her away? Uh, yes, he knocks her out of the way while also trying to get closer to, to Black Star. Okay, so, alright, so you knock Tsubaki out of Black Star's hand and basically create that distance, you know, taking away uh, Black Star's weapon. But the thing is, is these Deathmeisters, right, their weapons have minds of their own, right? You have a, you know, monster inside of you that you could talk to, well, guess what? Blackstar can speak to Tsubaki, like, in their own, like, little chakra dimension, right? So they have that connection, and the weapons are sentient. So, Tsubaki, as she gets knocked away, basically transforms into full-form shuriken, and just kind of spins back and slams into, slams <laughs> into Killer B, right? Just kind of slash, like, like, basically stabbing into, into his leg, and then she turns into her human form and kicks Killer B, like, away. And so now she's back with, with Blackstar. As Killer B is, they're in the air, right, while this is... I was, I was picturing, like, up in, like, a tree, because we have this, like, tree. But oh. yeah, technically we're up in the air, right? But, okay. like... Tsubaki knocked B away. Okay, and I'm falling down in a different direction. Well, yeah, so okay. you're going away from it. As, uh, so, as B is falling, all of a sudden a tentacle comes out and grabs Black Star by his ankle and also swings him, I mean, pulls and swings him down along with Killer B. Well, Black Star hits the ground, and Killer B lands on his feet. All right, so you slam Black Star onto the ground, right? And you know that's gonna hurt because <laughs> you slam him out of a fucking tree. But <laughs> so I would say Black Star is gonna quickly recover, and then he's gonna turn Tsubaki into the Demon Sword. And like I said, when he uses the Demon Sword, he gets, you know, kind of shadow, like power over like shadow kind of control. So the first thing he does after he, you know, gets his katana is he basically summons this like, it's almost like a stick person with fingers. And basically those fingers are, are sharp, right? So he goes and they basically just slash across Killer B. They shoot out like Shikamaru's like, you know, shadow thing, except this shadow can attack. Yeah. So, whoosh, whoosh, two slashes across Killer B's chest. Oh, and that also sends him kind yeah. of flying into a couple trees. Like, this was like hard hit, you know what I mean? Uh, after the two slashes, you see a burst of ink and you look up to, you hear from your right something rustling past the leaves and bushes and it's Killer B with a lightning lariat with a first form's uh, energy power boost. Okay. As you yep. start coming through the trees, you're like making a lot of noise. So instantly Star is like, looks over and sees you coming and then just uses the shadow to kind of create almost like a, I don't know, it, 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 like almost like a ramp and it basically just helps redirect the lariat. So you come in with this lariat and <laughs> and Star's shadow kind of redirects, you know what I mean, the motion of your body 
and you just kind of slam through a couple trees and then basically just hit a rock. And then as B turns around after hitting the rock, Black Star is there again and just, you know, soul wavelength punches his face straight in back into the rock. Okay. Yeah, that okay. shit hurt. <laughs> as B hit as B hits the rock, a tentacle comes out and hits a black star in the stomach, sending him 30 meters away. So B can get some space. Okay. All right. So B creates some space. Now he he turns his he turns his demon sword back into the ninja sword, right? So he's able to basically dash and close the distance. And as he approaches, he jumps into the air and he turns the sword the ninja sword back into the demon sword and just comes down with this slash and with the slash six shadow tentacles all come through and just pierce into killer b so b is kind of like stuck on like kind of trapped like stuck in with this with like he's basically immobilized at the moment well b being stuck uh you hear him say something about I mean, you hear him say, I guess I have no choice but to go all out. And all of a sudden, it just, the ground starts shaking, and you just see B turning full 18. And there's just like a huge fist heading straight for. Okay, so now you're in full Biju mode. And, and you punch this yep. little kid. You make it sound horrible. I'm just saying, right? Is that not what it is? <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> this giant fist smacks into Star, and, you know, this is gonna hurt, and it's gonna send him flying. But you know what this fist really did? Is all it did was trigger Black Star's madness and his madness is essentially an extreme power boost so all like the white in his clothes like turn black he gets two like these two like star-shaped pupils and you basically activated his oh i'm a fuck you up mode so <laughs> with this star transforms his sword back into the ninja blade and dashes in and in the blink of an eye, basically makes Shishimi out of Killer B's, you know, one arm. That same arm that punched him, he came back and he chopped it up into a bunch of whole little tiny pieces, right? Chopped that shit up. Then, as he approached the core of the Biju, he transformed his weapon into the chain scythe and he started spinning it and you know, B's gonna try and block these attacks, so as he's blocking these attacks, he's just spinning his scythe blade, and he's just chopping up B's other arm. So now B has no arm, right? Then, he goes and he changes this chain scythe back into the demon sword, and then he summons a whole bunch of shadows that just end up piercing and trapping B in place, and he jumps into the air, and just comes down with this extreme slash just splitting Killer B in two, just absolutely killing him. As Blackstar basically cut down 
one of B's uh, Biju clones. There were three others right behind him that were preparing a beast, well, prepped up a beast bomb and fired at him, completely catching him off guard and wiping out him and the Okay, so I think it's a very good place to end this match. Either Killer B is able to make clones of the Jinjuriki, which has never been done, might I add. <laughs> right? Not even Naruto has done that, but okay. Uh, so a whole bunch of Bijou clones get created and just basically bomb Blackstar to smithereens. Or Blackstar is able to trigger his madness and basically just take Killer B apart limb by limb with a slice in half to finish the match. I think that is a tremendous place to end this match. So, I do this to all my guests. I ask them, after everything, after the speculations, the counters, learning about my character and, and his powers and abilities, who do you think actually would win this matchup? I still believe Killer B, even though he play he plays around a little bit. If he's serious, I still if he's going like full on serious, I still believe he can win. Okay. Not like a one sided victory, but like still pull it It'd off. It'd be hard to like, yeah. But he's still getting the W. I gotcha. I'd have to disagree. Yeah. My boy Blackstar with the madness buff is quite powerful he's super fast i don't to be honest i don't think killer b could even do enough damage to actually affect black star and i don't think killer b would be anywhere near quick enough to even touch black star i think black star would absolutely mollywop killer b and the and, and a good chunk of the shinobi alliance I wouldn't go as far as to say like Naruto and Sasuke because those two are OP as hell, but like the rest of the shinobi fodder, I think, I think Blackstar puts a whooping on them. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, right? So with that out of the way, let's get into these results and find out who actually wins, right? So, Taka, results please. Alright, so the winner between Killer B and Blackstar is Killer B winning 58.9% of the thousand matches and Blackstar only won 41.1%. So damn, I must I must have been smoking something. So let's uh <laughs> Damn, that was a pretty big ass whooping. B came through. I'll give him that. Alright, B. Alright, B. So, let's break down these stats. Uh -huh. They were even when it came to speed, actually. So, my dumbass needed to shut up. Uh, even when it came to strength, Blackstar has higher durability. They have the same damage uh -huh. potential. B has a lot more range than Black Star, just because Star has really no like long, long range attacks. Right? He's got like throwing distance. And, sorry, fighting intelligence. Neither of them are uh, uh, very <laughs> intellectual. So, you know. Damn. Yeah. So you know they're they're tied on that. 
fighting skill, they are also tied, both being, you know, masters and, you know, martial arts. Very proficient in, in, math, in, in martial arts, so they're tied when it comes to fighting skill. Uh, Blackstar also has more stamina than B, right? We've seen B kind of get, like, washed, and wow. we've seen Blackstar kind of just keep going, like, like the Energizer Bunny, you know? So, perception-wise, they're basically the same. They can both slightly sense, you know, outside presences. <laughs> and then when it comes to hacks, as we've <laughs> stated before, B can just do so much more shit. Like, he can just, you know what I mean? Like, these Naruto ninjas can do so much shit, right? So, realistically, B is, has the advantage when it comes to hacks and when it comes to range. And that advantage in range is definitely what gave B the win here, right? If Blackstar had any more range, as we can see, because these results are, they're close. They're not too, too, like, it's not a one-sided fight, right? So, yeah, it's it's that range, man. Because, again, like I said, like, Star had the advantage in two categories as well. It's just the, the giant gap in the range category. Like, B can shoot, like, for kilometers. We're like, you know, like I said... Star basically has like the distance he can throw, you know. So yeah. So I I have to say it is what it is. But like that's where B gets the W. He gets the W because he can shoot those bombs, you know, a lot farther than Star can throw. So there we have it. There's our winner for episode three of season two of Senjo World. So with that being said, let's wrap this bad boy up. So. This podcast is part of the Dynamite Network, so make sure you check out the other shows on the network. The Dynamic Dual Podcast, Marvel vs. DC, where they pit a Marvel character versus a DC character. Then also check out Max Destruction, where they take action movie characters and pit them against each other. And the newest member of the family, Console Combat, where they take two video game characters. All the shows all run these stat-based battles, so if you're interested in Marvel and DC, we got a show for you. If you're interested and you like movies, you're a movie buff, we got a show for you. If you like video games, there's a show for you. And obviously, if you like anime, this is the show for you, right? So, make sure you check out the Senjo World social medias at Senjo World Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Tom has talked me into posting all the podcast episodes on YouTube, so I will be posting slowly, but I will slowly catch up, but I will get all the podcast episodes on the Senjo World YouTube page at, at Senjo World Pod. So make sure you check out all of those, and yeah, so with that being said, make sure you go check out Tom, and I'm going to let Tom tell him a little bit more about what he does and where you can find him. Tom, take it away. Alright, um, I'm a YouTuber. I also I uh, play heavily story-based uh, video games, post on the daily, uh, 
You can find me on PlayStation as DJ Tom013. You can find my YouTube channel as okay. DJ Tom013 Gaming and DJ Tom013 for my TikTok. All right, and do you do like do you post publicly to Instagram or is that just your friends and stuff? Uh, my Instagram is mostly friends. I don't, I don't really post uh video clips or anything okay. like that. No, no, I was, that's what I was just making sure you're not forgetting one. Okay, so yeah, make sure you check out Tom. He sometimes I think he also has an alternate channel where he was posting like workout stuff. Tom is uh, essentially the smallest meathead you'll ever meet, so make sure you <laughs> make sure you check out his stuff. Um, I can say that because me and him are the same height. <laughs> but yeah, so make sure you check out Tom. Right, he does cool cool stuff on YouTube, mostly WWE. Like he does a lot of WWE stuff. So if you're into WWE, like hit him up, and you guys could probably talk about WWE for hours. So. Check, his, check out his YouTube page, comment on his videos. And yeah, so I guess with that all out of the way, let's wrap this bad boy up. So yeah, I guess I will see everybody next week. Sayonara. See you.